Hello and welcome to the TOVG Podcast. My name is George Weedman. My lovely co-host is Jimmy. My other lovely oh. co-host is Satchel. And today hey. we've got the lovely Vernon Shaw of Hot Pepper Gaming in here with us. Hey, everybody. How is everyone doing tonight? Doing great. So good. Nice. That is that is a good thing to be. Um, so so Vernon Shaw, you're coming to us from the uh, spicy offices of Hot Pepper Gaming, right? Absolutely. And by spicy offices, it's my overheated apartment in Koreatown during a an LA heat wave. Fantastic. That actually does. Sound, no, I was totally right. It's a little appropriate. I feel it's, yeah. it's like hot temperature. It's kind of kind of um an exotic. Ethnic slant to it. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> but um, no, like, like, trust me. Like, I know that I know that this is an audio-only podcast. But imagine, if you will, uh, me in jean shorts in front of an open window. <laughs> And if you could just keep that going for the keep that image in your head for the rest of this podcast, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> it's it's hard to picture your situation without like putting a yellow filter on top of everything. <laughs> Wait, without putting right. a paper that's, yellow background. That's not attached to the fact that he lives in Koreatown, right? <laughs> oh, oh, oh uh, God. I'm sorry. Okay. George no, is so bad. Just the accidental. Digging yeah. the holes. <laughs> yes. First it was... I'm not, uh, not going to say anything more about it. Okay, anyways, because um, I feel like I might accidentally <laughs> dig an even deeper hole. Anyways, um, how is how has everyone's weeks been so far? I'm sorry. I'm just reminded of the, of the angry brown men shooting game. Remember? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. What? Do you remember that when he tried to? It was it was supposed to be like brown filtered game, and it ended up coming out like brown no, guys I was shooting each other. About, like you know, in movies when they go to a desert or like some place that's hot, they put a yellow filter on the camera and it's yeah, oh, yeah. No, like, I, like or like CSI I'm saying, Miami. Okay, yeah, I'm saying definitely. this is like the exact same situation where it just came out in just like the just enough way. the wrong yeah. way. <laughs> it's, it's just racist enough. Completely <laughs> harmless intentions. Uh, it, at least, if I am gonna be wrong, at least I'm just a little wrong. <laughs> just enough. Just a little. Just a little. Uh, but, um, other news. Well, well, what have you What have you been playing, George, this week? A lot of stuff, actually. Um, really? Yeah, I think my Xbox is breaking. Actually, my Great. my refurbished Xbox original after the first time it broke, and I sent it back in a few years ago. Um, I was playing Bayonetta. I uh, got fairly, fairly far in, like 80% through, and uh, all of mm -hmm. a sudden now, like after three or five minutes of gameplay, it just starts freezing up entirely and displaying pixelated garbage on the screen. And Great. Um, yeah, it's like, it's not dissimilar to what you see if you need to blow on an NES cartridge, except, mm. you know, it's 2014 and I'm playing a game <laughs> right. from like 2009. And, um,. That, uh, that disappoints me. Those things, it's an Xbox 360 from like 2008 or 9, I want to say. And I uh -huh. guess I guess back then they were still made out of gum and duct tape. <laughs> so, um, yeah, can't trust them. They're just trying to bring you down. Boycott the old Xboxes if you haven't already, because uh, they break. Yeah, I have, uh, I have two dead 360s sitting in my parents' attic right now. Currently on a third one. That one's doing fine, though. I, I think I think they finally fixed the the critical design flaw, which I think was them just trying to uh, scrape a few bucks off the price of solder when they released the slim. Yeah, and that was that like was one of the selling points, like a bullet point. <laughs> this yeah. one might not break as fast as the other models. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I had a couple friends who used to keep their 360s laying sideways on top of like one of those like industrial flat front fans mm -hmm. and they would lay the fan flat on the ground and so there would be like a constant like hurricane blowing up into their That's Xbox awesome. to keep it cool. <laughs> it really But I think it also it, it caused the op opposite effect of like dust killing it quicker. So Yeah, I, I have mine uh, sitting vertically against a surface and I feel like I need to keep it out in the open air from now on. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes you appreciate the uh, good build quality of Nintendo stuff and kind of also makes you notice just how Nintendo was uh, at that same level when they made the NES. I don't know. My NES yeah, is my NES also breaks like every every other year and uh, but was, that console has an excuse of being two decades old. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, but <laughs> it still broke a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to make things <laughs> awkward in here. I don't want to make. I started Wolfenstein: The New Order. How's that? I think it's uh, good so far. Not super duper great. I know a lot of people um, really really enjoyed it this uh, this year earlier, and I think it might have just had something to do with it coming out around a kind of droughty time period, like mm. around spring. I remember Watch Dogs and Wolfenstein came out, I think, mm. within the same week of each other, and uh, everyone really genuinely seemed to like Wolfenstein better. But it's... um. I guess kind of more interesting to think about than to play like with the way it uh it serves up camp like it's yeah. it's a really <laughs> the story seems to take itself seriously but it keeps mm -hmm. throwing you in increasingly ridiculous situations like uh <laughs> You're you're zip zapping your way out of a Nazi moon base with double akimbo laser rifles, Great. and and like shooting Nazis on the surface of the moon with low gravity zero g jump physics, while your main character is like, they killed my girlfriend and kidnapped my wife. Now I have to be all moody and gravelly about it. Great. That's that, that entire sentence, like that that sentence right there, the last minute of you talking, should just be the trailer audio. <laughs> they killed my because my you niece just sold it kidnapped to Kidnapped my girlfriend and 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 said mean things to my wife. <laughs> Watch out, moon Nazis. Looked at my daughter weird. Now I have to kill hundreds of them back. But that's another thing. Like BJ Blaskowitz is a character in this game, which is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At first, it kind of weirded me out, but it works yeah. in a way because, um, like, it, it's just, um, he is written better than he has any right to. The story is written better than it has any right to. You you kind of laugh not with the game, but against the game because of this incredibly serious, grim tone it has about uh -huh. the stupidest of situations it's throwing you in. And, like, unlike um, something like a Blood Dragon where the game is openly making a mockery of itself, I kind of like it because you have to... Um, put some effort into mocking it. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't uh, hold your hand if it, if you have to mock it. You kind of have to uh, think of a few jabs of of your own. But uh, it's it's not hard to, but you do. That's uh, that's interesting. I don't know. I was watching Tommy Refinis uh, from Team Meat. He streamed uh, Wolfenstein for like a week. Mm-hmm. 
not a week straight, mind you. Um, <laughs> he just sat in his room for a week. <laughs> I, I watched him play it a couple times, and he was finding plenty of opportunities to make fun of it. And it kind of just, to me, like on the surface, looked like run, stop, shoot, run, stop, yeah, shoot. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Like, is the gunplay at least good? It, it feels good. It's um, I don't. Did anyone in here play Rage? No, 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 sorry. sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, it, it's uh, unspectacular. You are uh, forgiven for missing out on one of the most mediocre games of 2011. But anyways, Fantastic. Rage, uh, it's um, part of uh, id trying to market id Tech 5 nowadays, right? Which uh, the big feature is the mega texture, which kind of bakes all of a level's textures into one file that the game streams in and out of a cache as you look around the stage. And it does so many weird things to the optimization, but you can also see it do a lot of weird things to the level design. Like, since it's all, I guess, kind of compiled in a way that wants to streamline one big texture file as the entire level, there's not a whole lot of um, movement and interactivity going on in those levels. And mm. you have this weird situation where the guns animate beautifully, and they sound wonderful, and the enemies just fly all over the place ridiculously. But as you're spraying and praying, and, and clouds of dust and debris are shooting around, and it seems seems to feel really good. Nothing is uh, really moving around in the level at all while you're doing it. It's mm. um, That is weird. It, it's interesting to look at. Like it, uh, it looks like Rage. It's heavy on detail. The, every area is just like full of an incredibly dense amount of details and uh, little interesting little visual details to uh, ingest in your eye holes. But mm. once you look up close, everything's blurry and as hard as you might try, none of it can be slapped around like like a, you know, that table full of physics objects that's been standard issue in most games since 2004. The, uh, yeah. It Tech yeah. 5 and a lot of the uh, Call of Duty games for some reason kind of take a step back from that interactivity that I've come to expect as standard. So it it feels good, but also doesn't feel good. Like, I don't know. That's what mm. I'm saying. It's good, but not great. Kind of more fun yeah. to think about or laugh about than to actually play. But uh, it's still interesting. <laughs> still interesting. Yeah. If you ever want to pick it up on sale, it might uh, might have a few few days of funny, lighthearted, shooty action. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I still have some shooty games I need to finish. What shooty uh, games what? or any games have you been up to this week, Jimmy? Uh, Dust Force. Just Dust Force. Yeah, Dust Force. Dust Force again. Yeah. The old, I, I played, reliable Dust Force. <laughs> I played 1001 Spikes for a grand total of five minutes just to remember what it was like to play that game oh, before I... Oh, it's like three I, months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I went over to uh, to hang out with Vernon this past weekend hey, and uh, oh. eat mm. a habanero pepper and talk about a game, so I had to remember what that game was like. And and you did it in, in on a uh, camera, I presume. Yeah, it's going to go oh, yeah. up on the internet sometime. Yeah, it's, it's going to be up soon, and <laughs> let me just say that it was lovely. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was uh, like <laughs> 105 <laughs> degrees outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was so, 100 and something degrees inside your mouth. Yeah. Do yeah. you have a favorite reaction <laughs> to a pepper? I guess that's like the first question um, a lot of people ask. I'm curious, though. Oh, geez. Like, um, I think... Uh, one, because I because I work so closely with the channel, I kind of have an intimate knowledge of every single one that we filmed. I can uh -huh. imagine. But Courtney Pants, uh, her she did Rainbow Unicorn Attack Two. Oh, oh cool. yeah, hers I really stands out for me because um, that sounds hilarious. I'll she have to check that out. she had a chocolate habanero, um, which 
Uh, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that there's chocolate inside of a chocolate habanero, but it's actually just... Uh, it's just a brown uh, habanero a, br- a brown-colored habanero, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So, but no, here's the thing. She swallowed it so quickly that um, that it wasn't hot for her. So she just kind of breezes through this review, and uh, at the end, she kind of does that whole, like, Icarus flying too close to the sun thing, and she's like, oh, I'm going to do another one, because this one ain't shit. <laughs> and she she eats another, like, a regular habanero, and that one just immediately hits her yeah. and oh, destroys her, and she spends no. the next, like, two or three minutes just swearing profusely directly at the camera <laughs> yeah and it was so golden to watch and if you were in that, the room you would see like an a, an entire bunch of people um behind the camera just like stifling laughter and doubling over <laughs> and having to leave the room because it was that funny and uh if i may also say that this hasn't gone up yet uh but jimmy was there and um, Jared, who works on the oh, channel with us, yeah. Um, oh, is that Jared, Jared Rosen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, he's great. He um, he showed up um, at, on a hundred degree day in a a wolf uh, a wolf skin. overcoat. Yeah, wolf yeah. skin overcoat. <laughs> I was hoping he would say wolf, wolf t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He had a bison t-shirt mm. and a wolf. Overcoat with the yeah. with the wolf head still on it. He got it at Urban Outfitters. I asked him how much he co- it cost. And he that said too much. Anti classy. <laughs> he just he he shows up to do his review, and we're doing this thing called a uh, Szechuan uh, peppers, which have sort of an alternate effect of regular peppers. They numb your mouth completely. So he takes a big conk and spoonful of it, and he just like can't stop spitting, and like. He's like, his head is down, so you can only see a wolf head as he just spits up into a bowl. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. That was was something else. It was going to be on the internet forever. Yeah, that's that's coming out next week. Yeah. So, you you know, when, when, like, you're filming something and you can already entitle, like, like, you can already, you can already envision what people are going to say about it. Yeah. That this is the most nonsensical Destiny review they've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm so excited to put it up. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be really weird when we're, like, old and we go oh, back yeah. and watch this stuff. You ever think about that? Or am I oh, the only all the one? time. <laughs> all yeah, the time. All the time. That, that's going to be really weird. Yeah. yeah it's going to um, be very weird. <laughs> you should I show just, your grandkids that video yeah. of you and I'm, the wolf. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, you oh know, Oh, my like, God. Because, you know, something like Hot Pepper Gaming, I'm not, I'm not going to do this until I'm 90. Yeah, uh, of course, of course. But for the foreseeable last. future, I'm doing Hot Pepper Gaming. But, <laughs> but they're going to be around just, until you're 90. Right. Yeah, I just, I just sit here thinking, like, man, if this is the most important thing I do with my life, <laughs> I'm a sad person. <laughs> no, it's I'm pretty, pretty fine, though, because think of how cool your grandkids are going to think you are when you are 90 and they see, oh, yeah. they see these yeah, awesome gonna... videos of you being all silly and having a sense of humor and stuff. <laughs> Uh, That's yeah. a, it's a some silver lining, I guess. A yeah, tiny bit. Like, like, just think you can follow up that channel uh, once it's once it's done and gone, and you could be uh, Vernon, aka Gamer with an Ulcer. <laughs> you can you uh, can man. do like something really really daring, like uh, hot pepper reviews of Matlock episodes or, oh, yeah. or Night Court yeah. episodes. Oh, perfectly. <laughs> Matlock. As if getting older makes us watch shows that are older than our time. Oh, no, it'll be right. Matlock right. before our time. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> 
Neo <laughs> Mac, I don't know. <laughs> because I am like, 50, I much watch much watch shows from the 50s. Cyber Matlock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, like we have to get home soon. Hollow Murder She Wrote is on. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I think we haven't talked about anyway. Satchel yet, though. Yeah, yeah. Satchel, how have you been? <laughs> I've been well. Um, as far as games are concerned, I haven't been playing too many new things since the last time that we kind of chit chatted. Mm -hmm. um, I dived a little bit into Super Mario 64, which is very uninteresting, but was a great experience for me. Mm. Um, have you played other it before? Than that, yes, yeah, I okay. have. Um, I, I guess just nostalgic reasons. I, yeah. I, I wanted to. It, we've been ha we had huh. a little bit of a heat wave not too long ago, like at the tail end of the summer. Uh -huh. um, and I just wanted to play some winter levels, so I did so, that. So if someone was <laughs> filming you in a room in this really hot, sweaty room up north, and uh, it was on a camera in a movie, it would have a yellow filter on? It, yes, <laughs> it would. <laughs> to to um, visually convey the, the spiciness of the situation. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, I've been... I've been re-watching Fooly Cooly. I bought the Blu-ray. Oh, Blu shit, Fooly Cooly? Uh, yeah, they fit the entire series on this Blu-ray, so I, mm. I was. Oh my God! I watching it. Try. I was, part of the reason why I picked it up was to try to now. Now that I'm an adult, <laughs> try to make sense of it. Yeah. No way. Still can't. No way. It's uh, it's about the nonsensuality of of a coming yeah. of age horny boy or something. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, it's great though. Apparently, it is like supposed to be something about like puberty in a kind of mm -hmm. way. Totally, totally. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I, I kind of see it with uh, mm, with him yeah. getting all confused and nervous around girls and sprouting a giant the hand golem hand arm. out of his his head for no reason that saves just, the day. Yeah. I just remember that when I finished it, I was like, you know what? I don't know what the fuck I just watched, but I really like that. Exactly. Oh, oh I really gosh. enjoyed it. And man, the art was so good. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I have, to, to this day, I want a yellow Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> to, I, I have like nostalgic memories associated with the time of my life. I watched that show just because that show was able to like evoke nostalgia for puberty coming of age male drama <laughs> well enough on its own <laughs> yeah well uh, anyway other... oh yeah well what else uh, oh other, other than that uh just like i guess the time that i would spend i would normally spend i guess like picking up a new game i've been like teaching myself new software so i haven't really mm, had time that's for good. Like, both um yeah i know the feeling yeah, you know <laughs> vernon what have you been up hey. to this week Oh man, it was actually, um, I've been better about playing video games this week than I have in uh, m most other weeks, oh. um, when I'm just trying to catch up on sleep, I guess. Um, uh, it was, um, as I continually complain about, it, it's been a heat wave in Los Angeles for the past couple days, and yeah. this weekend, I, for the first time in maybe uh, a couple months, I found myself just... Uh, with a Saturday, like, laying on my bed in a pool of sweat <laughs> uh, with a laptop and a desktop full of um, Steam games that I hadn't played yet. Damn. So I, I, got through, uh, I got through a couple things. Um, earlier in the week, I had finished uh, the last episode of The Walking Dead Season 2, mm -hmm. which okay. hi highly, highly recommend. Uh, okay. I will be starting that soon, actually. Cool. Very cool. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, are, are you guys fans of the series at all? The, uh, yes. The, the video game yeah, series? Yeah, we yeah, all like very much the first so. one. Okay, yeah. This, the second one is is definitely worth it. I won't spoil anything for you guys, but it was... Uh, 
it was very worth playing and it, it, it does the same thing that happens in the first uh, in the first series where you just kind of finish the you finish the episode and then you sit there for about five minutes just thinking about the decisions you made and it kind of just ends with you just whispering damn to yourself <laughs> and then moving forward um, other than that I uh, I finally I finally played Gone Home and the Stanley Parable Oh, uh-oh. I really need back to play to the back. Stanley Parable. Oh man, you yeah, were yeah, just thinking. Gone home alert. <laughs> Sweet Gone goddamn home alert. So, so for 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 everybody who is keeping count, that is three interactive fiction games in a row. And then, and then wait, hang on. Do you, want, okay, do, you want me to, to, do you want me to buy you a journal? Hang on. No, I have to be the voice of the people right now. Oh my god. You mean quote games quote non oh more like uh-huh. non games anti games uh, yeah man I'll go, I'll go to the math for those games games more like lames got him I, I, I will officially like throw elbows for Gone Home as a game yeah that was great yeah I, I was like really surprised that happened actually because like I, I played Gone Home shortly after Proteus and like if you want to complain about a lack of interactivity in a walking simulator like Proteus. <laughs> Gone Home is nothing compared to Proteus to makes Proteus. Gone Home a MOBA. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But but people were still... That didn't stop the people. Yeah. Uh, Wait, did, did you guys hear the news about how they created the Gone Home game in Counter-Strike? Oh, I did yeah. that this morning, actually. Those when map, I was waiting on a video so to good. render, I was playing that. that oh my god. That's super it's lucky so that you mentioned that. It's not a good map. <laughs> it's really... But, oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's um. I, I think it's just uh, just the contrast is I've, appreciable. I've actually been waiting for that to happen forever. Like I thought there would be some way to like copy paste Unity map and texture data into um CS:GO somehow, but it turns out I guess not because it took someone this long to do it. And I found out the reason why is because he had to remake it all in Hammer. Jeez. And um, yeah. As a result, it's none of the very little of the original assets from Gone Home are there. I think the wall and floor textures are there but a few pieces of furniture might have crossed over but the paintings on the wall are stock from CSGO or source Mm. SDK assets and the lighting is also really weird it's extremely dark not Mm. uh not very high fidelity either it kind of looks like something from 2004 or 2005 and um, a lot of the like beautiful shadowing and glowy TV lighting that made Gone Home so interesting to screenshot doesn't uh, pass over to the CS:GO version mm-hmm. at all. Also, it's not clearly not built for CS:GO <laughs> yeah. right from the outset, of course. Like the elephant in the room, right? But I was actually more interested with uh, how how. Uh, it must have been remade in Hammer as opposed yeah. to just copy pasted it over. The guy went a really long way for a joke. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like and way back y- when Gone Home came out, like Steve Gaynor <laughs> tweeted, he was like, I can't wait till someone pastes my map in Counter-Strike. <laughs> and I was like, yes. And that was like, what, a year and a half ago? It took someone forever to finally Jeez. do it, but Gone Home is finally in Counter-Strike. It's a real passion project. It's finally a game. Oh, I know. Someone made it a game. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, I'm, I don't actually think that anybody... I like. I actually like Gone Home a lot. Yeah. yeah um, I, don't I, say that either. I was yeah, they they will, amazed by that game. They will, they will get up all in your butt for about it. Yeah, people were more on my side before I just said that. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a very precarious tightrope. God forbid you like or do not like Gone Home on the internet. 
Um, gone home gate. Uh, oh my gosh. Gone snaps right there. <laughs> um, actually, I completely forgot. I've been playing Dust Force a lot, but I've been almost playing another game, which is uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. I've been oh my God. watching every LP that I can of it right now. I still haven't I, seen any of that. Really? Yeah. I've actually, I gotta say, if you know nothing about the game, it's really good. It's that's like usually if you go into it blind, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. That's why I haven't been watching any LPs or you videos about it. Do, you should do, I mean, if you don't do a video on it, like you should play it because as a horror experience for like a one-time thing, it seems pretty cool. And the guy just announced the sequel is going to be coming out early okay. 2015. Oh, okay. Well, and the, the original is a freeware release, right? Um, It was on Desera first, and then I think it's on Steam for five bucks. Oh, oh, so it's but just like, five bucks. Yeah, whatever. Five yeah, bucks. it's like it's like not an investment. It's it's pretty good, though. I, I like a lot of people are like, mm, Five Nights at Freddy's is so dumb. But like, I actually I've like ki- grown quite fond of it. <laughs> are you like, <laughs> screw you. Gone Home is better anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gone Home is obviously the better game, but... <laughs> Wait, um, no, but you can't even walk down a hallway in Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah, it's it's even less than Gone Home. You can't even walk. <laughs> it's not a walking simulator. It's a sitting simulator. <laughs> it's so, a simulator simulator. So I, I, I'm sorry. Someone go ahead. get on making that one one game that I have. I tried to get into one day, and I think I did get into it. Was Receiver? Mm. Has anyone here played Receiver? Mm-hmm. I have not. Oh, it was kind of kind of popular a while on the um. Let's play in uh, image board circuit. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, gun handling simulator. I guess not really simulator. It has significantly more complex gun controls than usual FPS. It was part oh, of that. I think seven, I heard about this. Yeah, it oh, was I part of that, that. Yeah, that's it, it, right. It is kind of. It was kind of popular for a while. It was part of that seventy FPS game jam where people mm-hmm. were trying to come up with like creative ways to rethink first person shooters. And Super Hot right. came out of it, and Receiver was also one of them. Where a few buttons on like the first half of your keyboard manually control like sliding around lock levers and hammers and chambers Mm -hmm. on a gun and you have to go through these really intricate reloading processes and it uh oh god it's it it frustrated the hell out of me because it works um those reloading mechanics work really well as a way of uh kind of gradually teaching the player a procedural methodical um strategy for play that they eventually learn by heart and feel badass about learning by heart because mm-hmm. you're running through levels shooting stuff reloading through this mm-hmm. really complicated procedure and that you eventually get right but right. the engine it's built on it's a unity game and so many unity um first person games have this extremely wonky feeling of movement about them mm. gone home is one of the few that doesn't where um <laughs> like pressing either wsad it it just seems kind of like you get an inconsistent result out of ah. out of walking and uh, it uh you tap w repeatedly to run instead of like holding shift to run so it kind of forces you to make a little tunnel vision movements it, it handles awkwardly in tight spaces and ledges which the game is full of hmm. that's but weird. it uh gosh it's it's a lot of fun when it works well and i think that's why i kept playing it for about a good three hours but every time i died it felt unfair but Mm. it made me really want to see these gun mechanics um be used in a horror game or or like some kind of detective um or or slower paced adventure shooter Mm. like maybe an la noir or something where um the way the way it frames your story and receiver is kind of like that. You're you're creeping through a 
an abstract, flatly shaded apartment building with conspiracy music playing in the background as you collect <laughs> tapes and shoot robot sentries while uh, the tapes show some sleepy-sounding guy talking about a conspiracy theory to you. And it makes you feel good about yourself, about surviving in this uncompromising situation. You got one-shot kills, and reloading is really hard to do. But... You walk off ledges a lot and walk into line of fires a lot because wonky movement and unity. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> That's pretty it's interesting. It's interesting. Oh, one, one last game I forgot to mention. Yes. Sorry to, to, to jump in here, but uh, did about 12 hours of The Sims 4. Oh, wow. How <laughs> is it? Is it is it a horrible downgrade or um, are they justified? Um, I don't, I don't know if justified is the word. Ooh. It's uh, it's... It looks prettier, and you know, God bless them for that. But um, you know, it's to to parrot the most vocal person I know about the game, uh, Aaron from Hot Pepper Gaming. Um, you know, we kind of waited five years for a new Sims, and you know, like I I bought and played The Sims Three in preparation for The Sims Four. Um, right. And you just sort of you you look at both base game and and you're like, well, well, yeah. There's there's so much more in The Sims Three. All they did was kind of a graphical upgrade and they added some new mechanics with moods and it's a uh, it's it's just an okay game <laughs> it's you know like i i can't say that i hate it because i like playing it and i um you know i i can appreciate how pretty it looks and um i don't know man it's just like there's no pools and I can't drown my Sims. That seems <laughs> like that's a classic. real issue. Yeah, that, that's yeah. like the first thing every kid did with the Sims. Oh yeah. And yeah. That, you, you did that and then you locked the pizza boy in a in a room that just appears yeah. around him and Oh yeah. And then you um lock your own Sims in a room and make <laughs> them stand on top of their piss. There's actually there's and then you no mother load. um there's no fireman in this game. What? You just you just have to put out the fire yourselves. Um, so maybe what they're trying to do here is depict some kind of like alternate world totalitarian <laughs> state that these Sims are living in, where oh yeah, pools are illegal and firemen aren't provided by the state. <laughs> it is Andrew Ryan's objectivist utopia. This sounds a uh, quite a bit. Like it has a lot more narrative than the previous Sims games. Is a man not <laughs> entitled to put out fires with the sweat of his brow? <laughs> That's very true. Great. So, yeah, but the funny thing is, like little like kids can't put out fires. So if, oh. if it's just like <laughs> oh no, if it's just like kids at home, <laughs> bum bum bum. Like if if your if your Sims are working the day job and like the the kid that you have, you can't have toddlers anymore. But the kid that you have, uh. There's just like a fire. Like I, I was reading some forum posts on this because I was spending the entire like the entirety of like 15 minutes trying to like Google how to put out a fire that was currently going on in my Sims household. <laughs> that is sad that you had to Google that. Like that that doesn't sound uh, good. It doesn't sound positive. Um, yeah. So uh, little kids, uh, according to forum posts, can't put out fires, and you know, mm. like free will will kick in, and they'll just go back to playing pinball while there's a fire raging in the other room. Well, I mean, fantastic. That doesn't sound so. unrealistic, but that does sound kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of wonky and janky and uh, un, unelegant. Mm. I, I'm sure it'll either get patched or you'll buy the the fireman the, the, expansion. The kids can put out fires expansion <laughs> yeah. pack. <laughs> yeah, thirty dollars. <laughs> To uh, burn down less less percent of the time expansion. Mm -hmm. 
Well, burn down for what expansion? Burn it down for what? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Like, wouldn't that just make sense? And that the Sims live in Andrew Ryan's objectivist utopia, where they have to uh, to buy what is typically provided by the state. This is going way too deep. You're gonna have to buy like roads and schools <laughs> and, and military protection. Yeah. Buy what? It. What? You think the state should just hand you that shit? No. Sims 4, Ability to Leave Your House Edition. <laughs> Ooh, I actually really want to play a Sims game set in Rapture now. Oh, oh yeah. Do it. I'm loving this this little this little actually, horrible thinking train wreck I'm doing right now. That would be right pretty now. interesting. It would be pretty interesting. It might not be fun. It might be terrifying, but it would be, be interesting. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, we have news coming up, right? We do. But, but, but the news has to come up after these messages. Here at Magic's testing facility, gameplay technicians simulate every possible battle. Call in the org and the raging goblin. What? The goblin's out sick? Well, we'll have to proceed without him. Send in Bob from accounting. The first round goes to the ore. Magic the Gathering, the trading card game. Hey guys, Alex here from That One Video Gamer and the decks. Just letting you guys know about a few things. Firstly, That One Video Gamer runs a Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash that one video gamer. As of this weekend, we're updating it with new rewards and a lot more cool stuff for you guys to get in return for supporting us a little bit. So head over to patreon.com slash that one video gamer to check it out and stay tight, you guys. Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast. So how about that Silent Hills trailer, you guys? It was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was pretty spooky, I, I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know. It, it was, it's still, they're still a little teasy about how the game's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think if there was anything, it wasn't so much spooky as it was very uncomfortable. I, I guess. Like, I don't like, know. I thought it was kind of ostentatious. Like, it, okay, it was over the top, definitely, um, especially compared to PT, which is what this game, what the trailer yeah. is for, is what PT was right. the teaser for. Um, but, like, you know, the whole, like, centipedes coming out of everywhere was, like, a little too much. The toys at the end of the hallway I thought was good. Mm -hmm. The, okay, th there's, like, the part where the guy's walking down the, the hall and he turns and the toys are going to that, like, crying woman and then she gets like, like light shows a like worm thing eating her face for just a moment, and then it goes dark. And I thought like I was like, oh, that was really scary. And then it yeah, shows a giant hand, and the worm thing is like this dis like deformed mass Upper of limbs. Torso and I was slash like, arm. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, this is much less scary and much more gross than like I'm. I'm no longer like, oh no, and now I'm just like, Ugh. Oh, I was so freaked out. Yeah, yeah. The door thing house. at the end was really cool, though. The door, yeah, I thought yeah, the door yeah. thing. I, was I liked that door thing. I liked the toys. The one thing that just confuses me, though, it, it makes me a bit apprehensive, is the setup of the whole thing. Is like a mm -hmm. a first person set piece thrill ride. Like it reminds me a lot of that 2009 Bioshock Infinite teaser, where uh -huh. it showed the this first person camera stumbling and tumbling through an area that was not any bit representative of the final game at all. Right, and, um, and it's like falling off a, a falling off like a blimp and catching onto a 
like rope right, and stuff. Right, right. This yeah. was this was the the horror, ooh, spooky equivalent of that. And <sighs> yeah, I, I could see that now. But that that doesn't really like make me worry that the game's gonna suck at all. That just makes me think that this trailer has uh, maybe less to do with it than um, they might be letting on. Because yeah. also, like the fact that it is first person, <laughs> I know that's the thing that that mm. uh, that we might be making fun of, though. But the fact that it is first person still makes me think that this uh, might not might not be representative of how the game plays. I don't know. You know, personally, with Amnesia being like, I've said it a million times. Amnesia is my favorite horror game. Uh, I don't know. First person, I feel. Has the like horror? I feel is like the best area for first person to be yeah. implemented. Like we're all over FPSs and stuff. I mean, but I first mean, person to an horror still works. First person horror is like it's it adds such a basic element of it being more creepy because like instead of being able to see what's around your guy, you can only see that cone in front of you, and you have to turn, you have to look around, and when there's a fork in the hallway, it's like God damn it! And now I have to turn left and then turn right to see what's on both sides. And, and what, also, if I, what if I pick the wrong way? And yeah. they can also do cool tricks with stuff appearing behind you and play with right. perspective and portals and things. Right. And like as much as as much as Fear Two is like a an ass horror game uh there were some pretty solid parts where like there was a lot of bathrooms in that game and there was one in particular i remember horror games love bathrooms for some reason yeah i don't know i i remember finding like a mutilated corpse in like the back stall of one bathroom and when i turned around uh alma was standing half in the doorway for just like a brief moment and it was like just far enough away to where it wasn't like ooh in your face like spooky jump scare it was like just like a creepy like oh i have to go back out that door and that's <laughs> I, I, silent hill um well I, I don't know i'm not uh thinking that it won't be first person because i don't think that first person does not work in horror i think it works right, very right. well i think it's just because yeah. this would be the first first person silent hill game yeah but it would also be the first uh silent hill game <laughs> to be directed by Hideo Kojima right and, and it's, it's the first one in so it's just gonna be so bikinis for... and people with eyeballs for hand, on their hands <laughs> but they, uh, they're also okay. in bikinis no I actually yeah that, that would be okay Pan's Legend stuff would work really, really well in Silent Hills in my opinion yeah, yeah and, and um like Silent Hill is also supposed to be a representative of things you or uh the monster the monster and set design of Silent Hill is supposed to be representative of what your characters feel like deep down inside that they don't want to tell anyone and are secretly afraid of. So you have all mm. this like pent up sexual anxiety coming out in the form of um like sexy nurses and mannequin leg <laughs> monsters and mm -hmm. I mean there was some of that weird sexy imagery going on in the trailer which which still works well for the the aesthetics of, of the Silent Hill theming. It's just yeah. um it Silent Hill also when you actually play it it's extremely quiet very understated and that's not yeah. what this trailer was yeah well, oh, well the, hopefully, the, the American ones kind of ramped it up but uh hopefully it, it's like you said and that this isn't completely representative of the final game because yeah. again PT was exactly what you're describing as Silent Hill yeah and, and it I was liked quiet it. it was unsettling and it got like weird <laughs> it got very weird and gosh and, and all riled up right now. It, it had it had jump scares, but it was also not supposed to look like Silent Hills until you get the grand reveal hours right, after I, starting it. So, whatever. Um, I, I think know. it's okay. I, I think it's okay. I think I'm the only. I think I'm the only advocate of jump scares. I think everyone writes them off as like objectively the bad way to scare somebody. <laughs> and no, I think I'm right there with you. They're definitely great. I, I think that that like 
in moderation, jump scares can be fantastic. Yeah. Which in, is in what moderation. BT did. They did I, I it think, like it's like a one-time thing. They're like, boo. I, I like, think oh, it's fuck. just kind of kind of cheap. Like if uh, it's, if it's they rely cheap. on it, too. because yeah. because really anything can jump scare you. Like I was taking care of a friend's kitty one time, and I like woke up one day and the kitty was right in my face, and I was like, oh yeah. god, blah. <laughs> and it's like even the little kitty that you're just taking care of for a friend can jump scare you. That they don't even have to try that hard. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think the whole like reaction to being jump scared is like that you feel cheated, like that you feel like you were scared in a cheap way. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. There was like, there. I, I guess there wasn't really jump scares in Amnesia, not that I remember. I mean, there oh, was kind um, of like doors banging out of nowhere. Yeah, like, yeah. When when not. I mean, it's kind of like five year old game by this yeah. point. But but when uh when all of the monsters knock down the door and you're like, oh shit, yeah. I have literally nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think that that was a pretty choice jump scare. E even mm. even old Silent Hill games had the occasional jump scare in them, but it's more about the build up than the payoff, which is the yeah. jump scare. I, like, I think to your point, it's very it's it's very important that jump scares are done in moderation, mm -hmm. along with the building up of atmosphere. Right. Um. Because I mean. The the best part about horror is that you appreciate for the you appreciate it for the scary spooky atmosphere that kind of yeah. builds up in like throughout the game and then when it can come to that sort of crescendo with a jump scare like where you feel like you're gonna get jump scared at any moment <laughs> right. you don't know don't when it's gonna scare happen. Me. Yeah. That's uh, I I don't know I really appreciate that and uh, yeah, like that Jimmy I, I, I too don't want to write off jump scares as a fun mechanic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like not to like sit on this this topic for way too long but like even five nights at freddy's it like has jump scares but the the amount of like buildup is is so much more than the than that so it's like it doesn't feel like it's relying on that because there's a lot more with the atmosphere i'm, I'm trying not to like i'm trying to say it without saying anything because i want george to play it you know but. you know that that saying it's more about the journey than the destination <laughs> yeah so it's just kind of like that and it's more about yeah, the payoff than the jump much. scare they're more about the build-up than the jump scare. Yeah. Um, anyway. Speaking of long journeys with rewarding destinations. Okay. Um, Mojang got bought out by Microsoft for $2.5 <laughs> billion. Dollars. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that, was a, that was an all right segue. Really weird. <laughs> but it is a weird piece of news. Yeah, it's not something that is expected, but... Those rumors know? from last week turned out to be trumors. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so yeah, um, Mojang confirmed the previous week's rumors that Microsoft is buying them out. They assured fans in a blog post that there's no reason not to continue development for the various console versions of Minecraft, because Minecraft's on pretty much everything at this point. Right. Yeah. And um, alongside their dev blog, which basically said, hey, things are going to be okay, we think, Notch made another blog post of his own on his personal blog saying that... Uh, it kind of shed a personal light on this decision where he more or less said that he was tired of um, internet fame, mm. that he felt disconnected from his fans, that he was tired of getting blamed for things they didn't like that he had nothing to do with, since right. he has not actually been working on Minecraft for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I guess he... And it's also like understandable that he wouldn't want to be associated with this project for the rest of his life, because, I mean, at this point, like Minecraft probably will stick around for the rest of our lives, even when we're yeah. old, as like a classic vintage nostalgic thing to remember. Yeah, because definitely. it's just such a it was just such a big deal mm -hmm. um so let's see uh he's going to be working on ludum dare challenges now he might not even be saying 
Um, he might not even be using his real name or his notch I name. Be, I wouldn't be surprised if he did it under like like an artist name or like a you know yeah. some yeah. some uh, pseudonym because like as soon as you slap the name notch on it, people are gonna judge it based on that it's notch. Not they're not gonna judge it as like just another Ludum Dare game. Uh, that that Richard Backman, like that was um <laughs> Stephen King actually tried that back in the day. He changed his name to Richard Backman for a uh-huh. few novels to see if they would sell as well as if they were Stephen King novels. Mm-hmm. But one sentence he wrote in his post that really um interests me is that he says, "If I ever accidentally make something that seems to gain traction, I'll probably abandon it immediately." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because I don't think it's about like I. It's like pretty much common knowledge that it's not about money for him anymore like he doesn't need any more money i'm assuming like oh, I, no, I think it's a no. fair assumption that minecraft has minecraft has fairly made him you know <laughs> set for life as yeah, far as money goes definitely um as long as like considering 2.5 he spends billion dollar buyout right and i mean like of um, course that means that it gets distributed with everyone involved with the buyout but that still means notch's problem notch is good i mean <laughs> we like, don't have to notch, worry about notch he's he's number one in mojang so i'm assuming he'll get at least a fairly sizable chunk of that so i mean it's i think it's fair to say that it's not about money yeah. for him anymore so he wouldn't care about something getting big as far as like paying him money and, and he also, just wants to make good games i think which is kind of that's like an admirable anyone who happened to uh get involved with minecraft is extremely lucky nowadays they're yeah, getting yeah, paid seriously yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i guess uh I, I totally get it like i see where he's coming from but i still kind of regard it um as, as a little mini internet tragedy on a personal level because he says that if he makes anything that's gains traction he'll probably abandon it immediately which um i does that mean that he's just gonna not keep working on any good games because i mean like beyond making a lot of people money like i feel like minecraft has actually improved the quality of a bunch of people's lives like i've had a hell of a lot of fun time with it and i'm sure yeah definitely millions of of kids and adults and everyone have as well and i almost want to start up a uh (laughs) can we start a tovg survival server and try to go after the ender dragon (laughs) just for old time's sakes before microsoft shits it up with games for windows live and makes it exclusive (laughs) to the xbone Oh, oh man i mean yeah like i'd be down i mean <laughs> i loved how I, I everyone think, was like oh man yeah well okay here's what i'm thinking like i don't think it means that notch is gonna like make a game in the vein of minecraft where it's like uh it's not completely done but here's my idea i'm sure he's just gonna like actually sit down and make a game and if he finishes it he'll put it out and if it gets big he's probably not gonna like continue on to it he'll probably just make something like start to end right and then just like let people process right things can be verbiage was along the lines of working on small projects or working on like focusing on the minutia of like process oriented things within a project which is cool because there's always a place for things like that you definitely don't have to be the face of everything that you work on and yeah definitely i don't know how much minecraft there is like left for anyone anyway like I, I guess Microsoft hopes there's 2.5 billion dollars left in it, but um, it's it's been around for a while. In a way, I feel like they might have uh, milked it for most of what it's worth, and uh, it does get old after a while, even though it is Minecraft. I'd say, if I was to take uh, like make an assumption or take a guess, I'd say it'd at least be past the the halfway point of its life cycle. 
Yeah, yeah. Would be my guess. But um, I mean, I could be completely wrong. They no, could just because like they could just add things Minecraft? to it endlessly. How many years has it been? Two thousand eight, I think, is when it first trailed out. That was, which like was alpha, a drastically though. different version. And yeah. then when did World like, of almost Warcraft not the same game. come out? Two thousand four, oh, ages ago. Two thousand four. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Interesting. Uh, well, now, what about practical concerns, though? Like, do we? think do we suspect or do we predict this buyout to eventually change the way minecraft looks feels plays or is distributed in the long run because mm. i'm kind of worried maybe. i mean if, if microsoft yeah. is smart they they won't change anything right like yeah uh, if they, they were smart but yeah <laughs> microsoft Here, here's what i can see them doing that would still be successful is uh let let patching for Minecraft, like additions and patching, go on for maybe six months to mm. let the uh, to let like the thing, the like idea that they bought Mojang sink in and like go away, and then kind of slowly phase out patching, let the game just kind of sit for a little bit, and then in another six months add some sort of mega expansion pack. Minecraft like, 2. Yeah, well, I mean, like, not Minecraft 2, though, because you want to market it to all the people who already own Minecraft. Right. So you put out, you know, Minecraft Worlds or whatever, and it's like an expansion that includes a whole nother realm that you can go to, and all these people are like, oh, that's where the patching went, and you make it 10 bucks, like something not super pricey. I'm sure you'd sell to all the people who were still playing and then, like, bring back in more people to play. I think that would be like a safe strategy for them. But. It, it just scares me though because Microsoft has such a stake in pushing their consoles. Like yeah. you actually yeah. can can see them um, pulling back out of PC gaming in a practical way. Have you guys been to a Best Buy lately? They don't sell computers as much as they used to. Yeah. And like a big reason why um, Steam is pushing for Steam OS and Linux platforms is because they anticipate Windows to not get the same kind of long-term support as the years go on and on. And that is drastically looking forward to the future and whatnot. But it, uh, I, I don't like the idea of Minecraft favoring exclusivity towards Microsoft platforms. And I yeah. also don't see how they could expect to make back on that $2.5 billion by not catering to, um, multi multiple platforms across multiple brands because that's how it was able to make that much money in the first place is by being on almost everything but microsoft that's not in their best interest to uh to let everything be on everything they're one of the most mono monopolistic companies in, in history almost <laughs> well i mean i think well, this would be if it makes them more money they'll probably go with the one that makes them more money i, I would hope so like the Say monopoly is ultimately for more money but if Minecraft being ubiquitous brings more money, then that will probably be the one. Like well, they've, I mean, they've put out a couple pits of software for um, Apple platforms, but they typically do like to stay in their walled garden on the on the Xbone and um, Windows phones and Windows operating systems. Just wait for all the uh, all the like pre-order bonuses. That I think. This also gives them like a, a a platform to do something like TF2 has been doing for so long, where if you pre-order certain games on Steam or if you buy certain games on sale on Steam, you get hats for TF2, uh, TF2 that are like completely excuse exclusive. They could do something like that with Minecraft, where like, oh, if you do this, you know, you pre-order the Destiny DLC or whatnot, or I, mean, I don't know, maybe something more Microsofty. Um, 
then you get this for whatever, like you get like a neat cape for your Minecraft guy on Xbone version or whatnot. I think they could, they have like a lot of opportunities like I that. I would that hope won't... that that is as far as it goes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's my Microsoft. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Destiny yeah. reviews have begun to drop in. Have you guys yeah. uh, played it at all? I have. I have not. Mm. Sorry. I, I hung out with a friend who uh, played it for a couple hours, and I watched. And it. Um, yeah, these reviews, though, they're not pretty. Yeah. They're not. Uh, they're not super great. Gamespot gave it a six out of ten. Uh, Joystick gave it a six point eight. Destructoid six point five. Six point five from EGN. Six out of ten from Game Mom. Six out of ten on Polygon. Six out of ten on an Escapist. That's a lot of sixes. Yeah. And, says, and I mean, some of them are better than others. Like Game Informer gave it an 8.8. Joystick gave it an 8. But still, a lot of people gave Destiny 6s. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, uh, Jonathan Holmes tweeted about this the other day. He was he said something along the lines oh, of, like, I'm not surprised that people aren't, uh, or I'm not surprised that people are getting bored of Destiny. I'm surprised that people are surprised that they're getting bored of Destiny, <laughs> which is like, uh, that's a good way to put it. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I know Alex is still enjoying it a lot. Like, he's he's still loving it, so I think it's to each their own, but um, I don't know. I just uh, me, I guess. feel kind of vindicated, though, with my original skepticism <laughs> now. That's the great thing about being skeptical, is that if something <laughs> ends up getting sixes, you can be a smug bastard about it. And if something <laughs> ends up being great, you can be like, oh, great, I'll check it out then. Yeah. Like, you, you win either way. It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Put, put that on your resume, Wait. George Weidman, <laughs> smug bastard. Yeah, yeah. So, it looked, um... Well, part of the original reason for my skepticism, though, was the initial comparisons to Borderlands, and I don't like Borderlands. I feel that it's uh, kind of kind of lifeless and dull. I don't like the gunplay. I don't like the repetitive, grindy nature of it. And from what I saw of Destiny and from what the reviewers are complaining about, it seems like that's uh, sort of the same ordeal, that you just kind of grind your way through respawning environments that process adventures very mechanically. <laughs> Not a lot of um, diversity as far as mission and game design is concerned. I mean, like... In the sad way to put it, that's an MMO. I know, <laughs> yeah. and that's why I don't like MMOs. I, I w actually, I wish we would have had Matt Visual on to talk about this, because maybe he could weigh in from he a likes person who actually just likes yeah. MMOs. Yeah. I, I just like actually don't really like MMOs for the most part, but that's just because of like those reasons. I, I don't like like processed combat and stuff, but yeah. I do like real-time combat. That doesn't like do like calculated like well, click buttons and hit things, but I don't the know. combat the combat in Destiny seems pretty satisfying, but when yeah, there's not what, much of a like incentivized structure to keep you engaged in that combat, I guess it yeah. kind of fall ends up feeling like it's falling flat. If so you want to, uh, if you want to see the best, if you want to like get the full like experience of making fun of Destiny without having to play it, uh, there's a Twitter. <laughs> What is the Twitter called? Have you guys seen it? Mm -hmm. Everybody's been retweeting on my feed. Oh, but if I want to legendary get legendary engram, which is like a legendary item that you can get in the game, it's just at legendary engram, and they just tweet all these like like sarcastic things. Like I'm saving myself for your teammate that runs into hordes of enemies and requires constant revival, and it's like a legendary item like tweeting you know though being <laughs> being snarky and skeptical and smug about destiny might have cost bungie two and a half million dollars mm. oh man so um jason schreer over at kotaku dug up a uh 
published Activision document, which was their 2002 contract with Bungie. Apparently, uh-huh. for some reason, they had to reveal this during their legal battle with Vince Sampanella and Jason West, who are the Infinity co-founders, if you guys remember. Okay. Um, anyways, somewhere in this contract, he found a passage that said, Activision shall pay to licensor a quality bonus in the amount of $2,500,000 should Destiny Game number one achieve a rating... <laughs> That's funny. Destiny Game number one, because they plan yeah. to make a franchise out of six out of ten, achieve a rating of at least 90 as determined by GameRankings.com or equivalent. Yep. Which, uh... That's a... That, that's a thing that occasionally happens. Is, um... Yeah. Developers get contracted to make well-scoring games. And this is the second time in recent memory that this has popped up in news. Chris Avalone told a fan about Obsidian... Sorry, Obsidian losing out on a bonus because mm-hmm. they... Got a um, 84 on Metacritic. Their threshold mm. to get the bonus was 85. Wow, that sucks. Oh, man. Yeah, from their publisher. So um, that that caused a lot of bad press, too. Like, a lot of people don't like this industry practice of paying developers for good scores, which, when I say it like that, seems like a kind of reasonable thing to do. Yeah. But when I think about the actual effect of what it has on the development process and what kind of games they would want to make and the uh, the power vested onto the reviewers and the consumers, it seems mm. like it's kind of... Um, Putting a lot of a lot of power in hands that maybe shouldn't have that much power. Yeah, like definitely. I don't want to be responsible for two point five million dollars for a company Seriously. I know nothing about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I think the big problem with something like that is that um, it sort of engenders safety in in game creation. Like you know, it, it's awesome when you know game companies yeah. take risks and do things that people might not like. You know, you you, you kind of appreciate swinging for the fences and striking mm-hmm. out more than just like bunting for first base. Right. So, you know, like when, when someone says, hey, you'll get this cash injection at a 90 Metacritic score, I, I, I would assume that the first thing you say is like project lead is like, well, what games usually get 90s on Metacritic? Yeah. It's what the, what uh, mechanics usually like bump us up to that 90? Cinematic, single player, usually FPS. Yeah. Or third person yeah. shooter. So, so it's more it's like it's more coins in the in in the bucket of like the innovation kind of has to come from the indies now and like now now you're kind of like trusting these smaller teams who don't have these like mind blowing cash incentives to right. to to be doing the innovating um, in in you know in, in a medium where we should be innovating everywhere. I, I yeah. always liked the um, descriptor for a game where you could say. It reviews well because like what that statement kind of implies is that it was uh, kind of cynically built to serve the singular purpose of appealing to reviewers. But then when you think about that statement a little bit and start wondering, well, isn't the role of reviewers to make some kind of objective ish judgment and score about a game's quality so Mm -hmm. that in reality, they should just be making good games, but (laughs) <laughs> games that review well are games that work well with reviewer schedules and priorities. Right. Which yeah. is why the short single player kind of games that that tell a good story but may not demand much out of the reviewer over the long term would uh probably be a safer bet than something like I don't know um like like even Minecraft for example might not be mm. a game that reviews well but still set the world on fire because it was a good game nonetheless. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I, I don't know, maybe something like uh, the receiver, for example, that I was playing earlier. It's it's wonky as hell, but it has some interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What about Hyrule Warriors, though? They um, they are pulling those out reviews early. Some of them are already yeah. dropping in, and we're like a week away from launch, whereas Destiny mm-hmm. was embargoed on launch day. They didn't want reviewers playing it on um, unpopulated servers. Right. But, but Hyrule Warriors, they're letting the floodgates out on that one early, and they aren't super great either. Yeah. Really? I mean, it hasn't been yeah. ever seen well. for that one. Mm. That's like, okay. I played I, I think it, it for about like I guess for like half an hour. I had an mm-hmm. amazing time. Oh my gosh. Well, the the okay, common the, complaint is that it gets repetitive. Look, that's oh, Dynasty go. Warriors. Like if you don't yeah, okay. grow up with the Dynasty Warriors franchise, there's going to be a lot of <laughs> things in Hyrule Warriors that go over your head that you don't understand and part of it is well, about the tradition. You wander around. <laughs> you wander around aimlessly until a cutscene tells you what you're gonna do next. Oh my god! And See, part of it in is that repetition. Case, in that case, they should have a dual score system for Hyrule Warriors: one for Dynasty Warriors players and one for non-Dynasty Warriors players. Because for the Dynasty Warriors players, they can just say this game is fucking great and it looks like Zelda. I mean, like Jesse Cox was in the office the other week, and he's a big Dynasty Warriors fan, and it was like. I, it will like turned me off to the game to hear him being like oh well yeah no see I play a lot of Dynasty Warriors and see uh, Link's main sword is just this guy's style from Dynasty Warriors and his fire rod is just this guy's style and I was like oh they didn't yeah. even like remake that kind of takes the magic out of it yeah like they didn't well, even like a, make technically some new it wouldn't moves. make a they difference just, for like, you right them. because it'd be the first time you're trying it yeah kind of but like the references are slapped onto another thing that already existed mechanics-wise. So, like, it kind of takes away the magic, at least a tiny bit. Uh, and it, it like, doesn't yeah. surprise me that it's getting low reviews. But at the same time, it also is, like, you have to think, like, what is the standard of review? Because are you reviewing it by what it's trying to do or by what you think it should be doing? And, because, and like, for something like this that is so... Uh fan servicey towards Zelda fans like I feel like like Jim Sterling for example is a reviewer who actually really enjoyed it a lot more than the others and I feel uh-huh. like it, it's either going to depend on how much you like the previous source material I just don't know if this is a game that reviews well it might <laughs> be a good game but it might not be a game that reviews well mm. yeah I don't know One I'm not going to pick it up I've been crossovers in the past well, like Gundam might, Warriors and things like that and that yeah same, the only, same the only thing that the only thing that would have me pick it up right now is that they announced Majora's Mask DLC today. Okay. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in checking out this adventure mode. Where it's, you, okay. That um, yeah. is pretty cool on one hand, but on the other hand, it's hundreds of hours to complete that. It's like, Could you describe what that is? It's like, okay, they have the, um, they have the overworld map from the original Legend of Zelda. Like, you know, like just like walking around that map in the original Zelda. But they have it set up with like icons around the map, and each tile is like one round of of Dynasty Warriors that you have to like play. <laughs> oh my god! And there's different like stipulations, and each one has like a secret that you can unlock in it, and each one has like a gold skulltula that you could find in it, and each one has like a chest for certain characters to unlock weapons uh, in that it. That sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good, but also after watching Gerard trying to complete this game, you have to play each tile like five times to like complete. Oh, well, well, he's it. the completionist, so that's, I'm just saying that's if his, you want to get uh, like priority. the full experience of the game, you're gonna <laughs> have to like sink like 
several hours into each level, which is Speaking like... Speaking of sinking things into other things, if you guys okay. ever wanted that was to, good. To, sink, to sink your feet into a $1,000 shoe... <laughs> uh, well done. Well done. That GG. Mate, yeah. So I would so like quality. to. I would like to do that. I would. I don't know. This shoe. It kind of looks dumb to me. But uh, that's for, just for, me. for reference, we are talking about the one. <laughs> I can't believe Jimmy thinks this shoe looks dumb. We're talking about the one thousand dollar PS4 sneakers, which um were were shown off a couple days ago. There's ba- they're basically a pair of designer sneakers made by some fashion designer i don't know the news post doesn't even name him or john uh, johnny berry johnny, johnny berry. berry i don't does, berry. does anyone know johnny berry nope well johnny berry's being a smug bastard because he <laughs> just made some redesigned air jordans that that looked kind of sort of like a playstation 4 slapped a useless ass hdmi port underneath it that does nothing and now he's selling them for one thousand dollars is that yeah. even legal there should be laws against this this is why we I, need to live in andrew ryan's objectivist utopia i just the love Sims 4 i of, just of love free people making whatever they want and selling it for absorbent prices whatever anyways i I just love that it is not only PS4 brand, not only does it have like HDMI ports on the shoe that do nothing, but it's also Air Jordans. It's just like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a it, trifecta it's, of just terrible. It's perfect. it's a maelstrom of <laughs> meaningless <laughs> consumerism. Yeah, it's allow like, me to yeah. to posit something, so, and I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying that I'm not a, I'm not a sneakerhead. So okay, I, this I, is I might so not sneakerhead. This about is this. so sneakerhead. Okay, but um. Wouldn't it be making so much better of a statement if you bought two PS4s and put your feet in them, <laughs> walked around, and listen to me, hear me out, <laughs> and pocketed the 200 some odd dollars that you would save by doing that? Damn. What if you bought two PS4s and a pair of Air Jordans and just duct taped the PS4s on the bottom of the Air Jordans? You would probably come, come, in, to, come in at cost. And you know the, what else? The, the, the same and you know what else? The HDMI ports on that would actually fucking work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you might be able to pick up an eight dollar cable with with the leftovers. Oh, that's the, that's the kicker. No pun intended on this yeah, one. It comes with a oh, comes with a cable. My it comes God. with an HDMI cable, and the purpose of it is to plug into both of the shoes and use it as a sort of carrying cord shoe oh, man. nunchucks okay. maybe please yeah. tell me that that hdmi cable is like those like gold-plated monster cables that they saw at best buy for 600 dollars. from the looks of and it it looks like a regular hdmi but okay it has the i was really hoping that's where it, the money went to awesome you can use it but like why not just buy an hdmi cable <laughs> why not just buy maybe i don't know 90 hdmi cables why, why not buy a pair of shoes <laughs> i don't know it's like on one hand, I like that like the PlayStation logo and the PS4 logo is like like beveled on the back. These are like aesthetically cool sneakers. At the same time, a thousand dollars for a pair of shoes. I want to see like, someone with the Metacon. This I is one it. of those like 114 inch HD TVs that gets those ridiculous reviews on Amazon. Have you ever seen that? What? Mm, I don't think so. 114 inches. It's like a $45,000 TV, and all the reviews are these fake reviews where people are like, it's great. I only sold my child into slavery for a year to buy this TV. (laughs) You know my favorite Amazon expensive product page, though, Hmm. is the $50 gallon of milk. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I've never seen that before. It's, It's called something like Arizona's own... 
That's like the brand name of it, and it's this oh, yeah. fifty dollar like gallon of milk. Awful days, wasn't it? I, I, it's been years, but I, it, it's funny because it's only fifty dollars, but it's also mm-hmm. a gallon of milk that comes yeah. to you in the mail. So it's just like this nice. It's it's almost as plausible it is as it is unplausible. Right. Like like for fifty dollars, like if I. I don't know. If I made a bunch of money one week, I could just buy this gallon of milk just for shits and giggles. Yeah. But it's still absolutely stupid to sell $50 gallons of milk on the internet. Right. Um, Also, (laughs) just got to say, top comment on the IGN article about these shoes is all caps. These shoes can make you jump 1080p off the ground. Oh, (laughs) you know what? You know what? When I posted this on Twitter, someone replied. They said, now you too can run at 30 frames per second. (laughs) (laughs) GG. That's uh, wonderful. If anything, if anything, it sets up a lot of good puns. Yeah, um, yeah. Get on that. Get a, get so a shoe if, pun if thread going on the If you're a super rich sure. celebrity who hates money and likes bragging about it, you can buy these $1,000 Air Jordans that are um, painted black and have Do they at kind least of go sharper to like angles a on them. or something? Like the Marty McFlies were like expensive, but they like helped people. <laughs> Yeah, these are just, uh, he's an actual shoe designer, so he just wants They're just here to be gaudy. Okay. I mean, no, like, not like to take that away from him. He's a shoe designer. If you want the money for the shoes you design, go right ahead. Right. Same time. Of course. $950 shoes. I'm trying to, uh, do a search on this Johnny Berry guy, and not a lot of, uh, solid leads are coming up. Well, maybe he's just a phony. Or maybe we're getting hoodwinked, like fans who expected the Metal Gear Solid Collection 2014 to be some God. kind of game bundle. Damn it. So good. You are so good at that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, do you guys Shit. remember that cheeky tweet <laughs> Kojima made last week where it just had a little picture of, of him taking a picture on his Twitter and it just said Metal Gear Solid Collection 2014 behind him and everyone was like, oh my god, they're gonna Wait, make another um, Metal Gear bundle? No, quick I aside, yeah. um, if you're not following Hideo Kojima oh, on Twitter, it. it's so fun. He is the best person to follow on Twitter for <laughs> pictures of food. Yeah. Really? I, 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 was, I was absolutely floored and in such a bad mood in like this two month stint when he didn't tweet about food and I actually I have an open letter I wrote and posted on the internet somewhere asking him to please go back to tweeting about the food he was eating because my life wasn't the same without that my like just that constant feed of okay what's Hideo Kojima having for lunch right now hang on but even even hang on hang on did you say that constant feed Oh, the constant my, don't, feed don't of, show credence. Eating, don't show credence. Things that, I'm, that I'm sorry, what? feed you. Don't even just these bentos are crazy. Anyways, <laughs> are you really gonna push me out like that? <laughs> the the constant feed of food pictures. Yeah. Oh, oh, because oh. that was my first guess, and I didn't think it was it because it would have been oh, too that dumb. that landed so <laughs> slowly. Oh my you, god, Jimmy! You underestimate how low I'll go, George. I apparently, apparently, <laughs> actually but like yeah. this dynamic that's formed. I, I, I have terrible puns, and you have terrible segues, and just and, like, and I have terrible interpretations of them because I think <laughs> my first guess cannot possibly be it. I guess that's flattering, because, like, you thought that I wouldn't stoop that low, so I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, you should be flattered, Jimmy. 
You should be proud of yourself. Jimmy, George are, you the one, of are you the one that started Plunder Gamer, or is that someone else? No. I started that's, Plunder okay, Gamer. someone else who, who claimed it. Okay. Yeah, that, that account is actually gone. So, oh my god. Uh, okay. Know. Well, anyways, <laughs> we were talking about Hideo Kojima's tweets, because they're fun. And, um... Yeah. They they are they they are fun. They are but making my mouth okay, water. this this Metal Gear collection 2014 is actually a new line of merch. They're going to be hawking. They showed it off at TGS. That's by the way, that's what's going on. That's what's generating all this news. TGS uh, is Jimmy, happening right now. Do they have any Metal Gear Solid shoes? Do they? I don't think so. I think it's just uh, tops, <laughs> outerwear. Oh as, come uh, on, they're missing they out. Together. Yeah, they could outer call them wear. They could call them solid sneaks. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You were a bastard. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. That was good. That was good. So yeah, um, I can't even be mad. It's just that good. <laughs> I think I think that mostly sums up this week's happening in, in yeah. uh, fashion, game, and pun news. Because <laughs> that's what we cover here on the TOBG podcast, apparently. Yeah. But uh, one, one interesting thing happening on the forums this week. It turns out that we were all, we're big dummies who don't know what we're talking about. Really? Because Animatic 121 sure did show us who knows Resident Evil. Yeah, remember that really weird quote from, from Okabe about Revelations 2 when okay. they were showing off that game last week where he said, it's a itchy, tasty prospect indeed. Right, right, right. It turns out that's a reference. That's oh. a reference to the diary and... A diary in Resident Evil 1. I think I, I remember it now that he mentions it. You find it outside of the closet. One of the first zombies is uh, standing in front of this diary that describes the process of a scientist talking about his skin getting itchy and his co-workers getting tasty. Oh. That's what that's about. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I guess I we're slightly big, dumb, dumb. stupid heads yeah. who, who don't know well, anything about video games. Well, Vernon's not. He wasn't there last week to be dumb. <laughs> Vernon, yeah, Vernon's yeah, the you only person either. I'm immune. You're I so, wasn't there last week. You're so dumb. Satchel, no, you're not. Of course I knew <laughs> about that one diary in that one game from that one year. Uh, that yeah. reminds me. Today, Total Biscuit did a video about... um. Oh gosh, revolver maybe. It's it's a game about a revolving limousine that that mm. I've seen a while. And um the the gimmick is that this car you're trying to drive around, the roundabout, that's the name of it. This car you're trying to drive around, a little Grand Theft Auto map to complete missions is constantly spinning around and it's a limousine. So it's like a long horizontal line that you have to time you have to make timed movements that cram it into small spaces. <laughs> And he said, this seems like a fairly original gameplay mechanic, but some fan found a Japanese Game Boy Advance game from 13 years ago that oh. turned out to have the similar mechanics where you're fitting a, uh, like, line tetronomo through tight spaces that constantly oh. rotates against your will. Oh, I love that game. Why can't I remember the name of that game? Because it's like some Don Don Patchy Mitsubishi Panty it Saga 2003 <laughs> or something. <laughs> I, oh, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it in, uh, in a second, but I'm gonna find it as well because I actually really like that game. Okay, it's not Daiko Kuya because that's the name of a ramen. Um, <laughs> great, no, listen to me. Great ramen. Daiko Kuya is where it's at. Kuri 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 Rubin. Oh, that's what it was. Kuri Kuri Kurin. Kuri Kuri Kurin. Yeah. Kuri. Huh. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that, that, that's the one. Anyways, it's probably yeah. not not a fair comparison because Resident Evil One's a classic game that everyone knows and loves, and I feel really bad actually because I, I've played through that like a good three times. Um, twice on the remake, once on the original. I can't, I can't believe I I missed that itchy tasty reference he made. Mm. Now I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't focus because I I like want to play Kuru 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 again. Kuru, well, it's a GBA it's, game. I want to go to Dakokuya. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Now that now that you made me realize that I talked about ramen briefly, damn it. God, GBA <laughs> games looked good. Yeah. Oh, what, what, how did how did that happen? I don't know, man. It was like a small Super Nintendo so that good? you just carried around with you. But how dope it, is that? it looks better than Super Nintendo games, but also um, like better than N64 games. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I have a feeling that this is where 2D fidelity should generally be. Is whatever the GBA was pulling. I mean, there's some, there's plenty of great classics that look fantastic on the GBA Advance Wars, yeah. Pokemon uh, games. Uh, there was a GBA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guys. Brawler. Uh, I don't know about those. Wait, how did they do that, by the way? I never actually saw one with my face. It's just like really low fidelity MPEG 2s that it was playing. <laughs> well, how was the sound? Because uh, I remember everything was oh, lo-fi about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, it, but it was a thing they tried. Mm. They, they tried. They tried. At least they tried, and that's like, what counts. Like yeah, how we like do every week on the TOVG podcast. Great. Every <laughs> week we try <laughs> um, to to be good video game dudes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm really uh, I'm really going down this this hole here, aren't I? Yeah. I think this podcast has been brought to you by Rolling Rock. I did a review of the AVG and review. I did a review of the Aegean movie last night, and I'm working through my rolling rock, so that probably uh, explains why some of the trying and not doing has been happening tonight. For that, I apologize, but it was a lot of fun, as it is every week. Mm-hmm. And it and, turns uh, out the nerd has pretty decent taste. It's, it's not bad. Hmm. Rolling rock's okay. I thought you were talking about the uh, the podcast being pretty fun, but I guess not. Oh, what? Yeah, no, me the too. That's what I thought. Fun. I was encouraged yeah. for a split second. But yeah, no, I was beer's like, oh. great. And then shot down. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, that's fine. No, no, I love you guys. <laughs> oh, but, we love you too, George. Anyways, hey. oh, uh, what's that? Oh, no, 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 I just, I still love you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, speaking of, speaking of Vernon still loving George, thanks for coming on the podcast, Vernon. Oh, mm-hmm. man, guys, I'm, I am just smitten by <laughs> you guys actually wanting me to be here. Yeah, man. It's, um, uh, when you do something like Hot Pepper Gaming, um, you, you worry that, all you are is just like a dumb concept <laughs> so like it, it's just it's really refreshing that um you know something as dumb and let's be honest it's a very dumb thing uh something as dumb as hot pepper gaming has been able to like put me into you know situations where i get to talk to people who i um who i watch and i respect and i'm, I'm smitten is what i'm trying to say oh, thanks man Mm. I really, I really like hot pepper gaming though. It's oh, a thank lot of you. fun. I've, I've laughed my ass off at most of them. <laughs> yeah. Come by sometime. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll feed you a hot pepper. Yeah. Next time I'm in California, I will, I will have to. It's actually, it's, it's quite, uh, it's. I would say it's a life experience. I was wondering about that. Do you guys carry that backdrop with you to cons and stuff, or do I really have to do it out we're, in we're California? Actually, we're gonna start doing that. Hopefully, okay. it's, uh, we, we kind of built hot pepper gaming to be a very mobile very easy to shoot thing just in case like that's amazing um, i was actually <laughs> i was in uh i was in bellevue washington uh working with the planetary annihilation guys 
uh, uh-huh. Uber Entertainment. It was just like, well, I, I can take everything that's Hot Pepper Gaming in a bag with me on a plane. So it's it's kind of it's kind of awesome, and I'm I'm super stoked that we were able to design it in that way so that we could travel the world with hot pepper gaming i want to teach That's the world cool. to eat a hot pepper game tonight oh uh, yes anyway anyways, anyways. Cool oh by the way yeah. oh thanks yeah. Satch, I, I well i enjoy following all of you guys on twitter mm. and um making jokes about video games and yeah. then and then making jokes assume. about peppers oh yeah. by the way oh, yeah. follow the hot pepper gaming twitter because that <laughs> yeah. shit is never ending yep. there's Thank always you. a pepper joke Relentless. i am so proud <laughs> of how many jokes about peppers i've been able to make in <laughs> oh the year gosh. that this thing has existed so wait Holy that's you crap. that's amazing yeah, I, <laughs> thank you <laughs> like speaking of fun twitter accounts like that's that's up there yeah it, it's great that like Every time it tweets, I don't have to count on it to be something serious. I can just like, just look like, at this. Oh, yeah. look, look at this right now. If you eat a ghost pepper and die, does that mean it did its job? Oh, and then put it's, it's, it's it's uh, I don't know. Okay, so it's it's not to make this run too long, but it's sort of cheating doing the hot pepper gaming, uh, Twitter because, um, you know when when you have like and like these social media gurus or whatever they talk about all this time all the time like when you have a personal brand mm-hmm. like you're supposed to tweet as your brand and like i'm a guy who likes video games and bicycles and right. and music and i tweet about all of that stuff and nobody cares <laughs> but when i'm hot pepper gaming when all i have to do is take a joke and then make it about peppers retweets favorites and it's just like it's disheartening at points because like I can say something really heartfelt, or uh, I can think of this amazing joke mm-hmm. on uh, on my personal Twitter. But if it doesn't have anything to, anything to do with like hot peppers, like <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna <laughs> launch like everything on Hot Pepper Gaming's Twitter, right? Which is fun to write, but it's just like, oh man, like yeah. if only I, like my entire life was as one note as Hot Pepper Gaming. <laughs> actually, actually, you should do an experiment. Just tweet the word peppers on the Hot Pepper Gaming account. Oh, I already did. And <laughs> how how many retweets? A lot, a lot, a lot. You just said peppers. That, what, what, one of my most like Pepper engaged with tweets ever is just. Uh, <laughs> Is just retweet if you like hot peppers. <laughs> like, I, I, it's I like retweets in the hundreds. I'm looking at one just now. Apparently, someone made a Photoshop of Nicolas Cage's face getting covered in bees, except they photoshopped oh, yeah. it to be peppers. Oh, yeah, we, uh, I play this really, really. I, I play this game where uh, we either. Um, no, I'm not like, the peppers. You, you, you do like anime, like replacing one word in an anime with peppers, so yeah. you get like ghost pepper in the shell. Yeah, ghost that pepper. one was really good. And um, it's and then it's like movie quotes and like who's who's what's your favorite movie? Mine's uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't think of one right now. Peppers. Why did it have to be peppers? Full pepper <laughs> alchemist. Exactly. So yeah. it's 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 actually I've. Uh, of all the things in Hot Pepper Gaming, running the Twitter is probably one of the funnest things. Yeah, I think it's also a, it's like solid SEO work because it keeps people engaged and like interacting with the Twitter. So like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So on, on like a like a like networking science level, you're also doing very good. Oh man, this, this could have been an hour and a half conversation on like my thoughts on new media and how people share YouTube videos. I'm sure we can I'm do that totally some other down time. For having but that conversation just as a side. Oh. 
Hell yeah. I'm down All as right. well. Let's let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, some other time. Not right now on the podcast, though. <laughs> uh, we, we, I'm afraid we have to wrap it up. Mm. Yes. Oh, but thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No Sincerely. problem. No problem. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, it's good that the site's back. That's, yeah. that's an action. The Ooh. podcast links make sense now. You don't have to go digging for them. Mm-hmm. And um, forums are up and running, as, as is usual. And mm-hmm. if you're listening out there on iTunes, be sure to rate us five stars. Oh, actually, someone in the forums was asking about that. How yeah. can you help us out if you don't listen to us on iTunes? Um, you could share the podcast around. Mm-hmm. That, uh, since I don't know, because, like, the five stars on iTunes, iTunes is, like, the most notable podcast place, so ratings there mean more than they do pretty much anywhere else but uh if you do want to support us sharing us around is another fantastic way to do it yes yes send it on twitter tell your friends send your mom a little package with the link to the podcast in it she'll love it don't send my mom it or I, well anyone's I, mom really i curse in this podcast I think, oh yeah, I did, I did make a swear, didn't I? Yeah. Do you guys ever have those moments where your mom calls you and, and says they didn't like the curse words you said on the internet the other day? Or is no, that just me? Is that just my, me? None of my content yeah, has curse me. words in it except for this podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> my mom actually, when my mom thought my Twitter account got hacked one time because, because you... she didn't think that I would be cursing on it. Dang, that <laughs> yeah. is funny. It's you had quite a reputation. It's adorable, though. It's adorable. I love her. Anyways, um, anyways, so, yeah. Uh, everyone have a great week. It has been mm-hmm. real. Keep making threads. Keep uh, keep talking amongst yourself in the forums. We like mm-hmm. to join in on that on the podcasts. And uh, listen for us next week. All right. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.